On this episode of Intent Topics, we have special guest Eric Swanson of Green Tech Media. Eric will be speaking about his experiences selling in a unique industry. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Intent Topics today. I'm here with Chris, and today we have Eric Swanson on the show. Eric, we are pumped to have you on the show. Tell us what you are doing now and how you got there. Yeah, thanks, Logan. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Super stoked to be on the show. Um, I work for uh, one of the leading media and events companies in the... energy and utility industry and so we do we do some podcasting uh we're pretty much the leader in in the market when it comes to podcasts for the for the energy sector so it's kind of it's kind of fun to be on the other side of the uh, microphone if you will um as opposed to usually being the uh behind the scenes kind of guy or the behind yeah, the nice. microphone kind of guy so um, yeah thanks for uh thanks for having me on um like i said i'm uh head of sales for for green tech media and so with that, I, uh, I kind of run our sales department for events and uh, all the different digital media efforts that we do. Uh, cool. I mentioned podcasts. We do a yep. lot of webinars. Uh, we have a, 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 a very well-trafficked website and news, news channel for the, uh, what we kind of call the energy transition. Yep. So renewable energy, uh, utility sector, and all the changes that are going on there. And cool. um, yeah, so I've been doing this similar similar kind of role for about uh, about ten years now in the in the sales side of things and uh, client nice. relationships. So it's uh, cool. It's a lot of fun. It's always changing. So so you were you were pretty much constantly selling ROI right against what's currently in place right. Is that a lot of the the, the conversations you're having? Yeah, I mean for the most part. I kind of in a in a very niche segment, right? So I mostly work with marketing folks. So marketing okay. folks are usually my uh, target or my my customers or clients or what have you. Okay. And right. for them, they're trying. You know, as we all know, with marketers, right? They're kind of setting the table for for sales ultimately. Right. So I see. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of you know you 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 want to make sure that those marketing people are getting that ROI for ultimately yeah. what reporting to the sales side of things. So, um, yeah. it's kind so, of a unique, unique role for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I ask is actually, I had a, uh, a brief stint, uh, with a startup, uh, in the Northeast and, and we were selling, uh, geothermal heating and cooling closed loop systems oh, yeah. and that paired with solar. And, and I was the sales marketing guy, right? Cause there's like five of us. And uh, it was literally just me trying to sell the ROI of a geothermal system, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was at a time when you know oil's four four plus dollars a, a gallon. It was easier, um, but that's what it all came down to. So I gotta imagine a, a fair amount of the media that you're doing revolves around knowledge around that, right? And information around that, right? Yeah, and you know, ironically enough, I uh, I sold a podcast sponsorship to a geothermal oh, no. uh, company earlier this year in like oh, that's February, great. February, March uh, yeah. time frame. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about ROI. Um, I think, mm-hmm. you know, my biggest thing is it's, uh, for, from a sales perspective, I'm all about building that relationship. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. 
you know, for me, it's not worth it, it, it to, to even book a deal when I know the client's not going to be happy at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of work on the back end to make sure that we're getting the right, you know, product in front of them, the right, you know, mm-hmm. ROI, if you will. So yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, cool. it's a lot of work there. Uh, nice, nice. So talk, talk to us about, um, you know, like when I think about sales and marketing and, and all these things that one of the last places that my head goes is, you know, energy and utilities and all that. But in the conversations that we had had, it was fascinating because there's a lot of, there's like a lot to it, which I would imagine. So give a kind of frame the, frame the conversation. What's it, what's it like being in that space where, where, you know, there, there's still advertising, there's still sales, you know, even though it might not be, you know, B2B tech or, or, you know, business to consumer tech. Talk to us about that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely B2B. Um, of course there's a, there's a B2C component as well. When you're talking about the, the solar installers trying to, sure. to sell to, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> how many times do you get folks from Sunrun or, uh, you know, Vivint trying to, 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 uh, sell you some solar on your rooftop, um, there in, in Massachusetts, Logan, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's 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 all about the B two B side of things, and I think what's unique about the the energy space, and, and I, I'd kind of gear this a little more towards the utility space versus the renewable side, is the sales cycle is ridiculously long. I mean, we're yeah. talking twelve to twenty four months at at the at the short end of it. Wow. Um, you know, these, these utilities are, are regulated entities. So if they want to go and make a, a large, you know, software purchase or a large hardware purchase for that matter, I mean, it's, it's, it takes forever to get them to get through. Um, so, you know, the whole mantra of, you know, the, the buyer's journey is 70% complete before they even reach out to somebody at a company. Um, that's even more so the case. Uh, when it comes to the the energy and utility space, so um, you know, from from my perspective, when I'm talking to, to marketing folks, it's not about not as much about strictly leads or uh, you know even setting appointments or things of that nature. It's really more about you know how are how are these folks you know that are trying to sell to those utility and energy companies, how are they educating their customers, how are they positioning the company as thought leaders. Um, so that when they're ready to ultimately pick up the phone and say, Hey, I want to know a little bit more about this, that, you know, that their company is top of mind, you know? So it's, it's a unique, it's definitely a unique space to think about, but, um, but yeah, I, I, it's more about that education and brand building and, and all of that than I think you would ever see in the B2C space. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So it's, the the companies that that are basically you know buying that media, they have to be very strategic with what they're doing, right? Because they're it's not like yeah. you know they're running some sort of pay-per-click where they're going to be able to adjust course on a day-to-day basis, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like most of the work that we're doing with with some of these companies trying to again sell to the energy and utility spaces, um, 
you know, whether it's 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 building out that thought leadership, it's spending the time yeah. to write a white paper for them, or it's develop a custom podcast like this, um, where as we know, you know, podcasting is a different is a different medium than than just writing an article or writing a white paper. So, you know, you, you're you're really trying to help the customer and help the client kind of tell that narrative, um, which is. Yeah, it's it's just it's totally different than what you you know with most of the guests that you guys have had on the podcast previously. I would think. Yeah, that this is really cool. So, so your your kind of I, it's you know it's like relationship selling, right? Um, mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you focus? Because you know it it feels like you know the the clients that you're selling to, um, a, a mistake is costly, you know, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to be an expert at what you're doing. They need to really understand how they're positioning in the market. So what does your day-to-day look like? Because I don't imagine it's it's like a lot of other people who are, quote, selling. Yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of, I, I find it kind of unique because, right, so I'm, I'm, I'm working with mostly marketing folks. So I need to be sure. super knowledgeable in marketing, like in recent trends in marketing and understanding, you know, retargeting campaigns or, um, you know, ROI or SEO, things like that, like where you have to kind of be up to speed on that so you can speak their language. And then I also have to have a, a general knowledge of the energy industry, right? And know, right. What a, yeah. know what a CIS system is or a MDM system, meter data management, customer information systems, or know what bifacial solar panels are and tracking right. systems and things of that nature. So I always like to say that I, I know enough to be dangerous on the industry yeah. side of things uh, in, in understanding the energy space. So I, I, I know kind of what they're talking about, but um, or what they're trying to, to um, get out, get out of things with the campaign. But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of a mix between both. So, so a lot of the times I'm, I'm spending my day, um, you know, not what I would, call traditional selling if you will it's it's a lot of you know kind of knowing what's going on with my customers um and their businesses and you know when i see something that's of interest that might be in alignment with kind of the other side of of where i spend the rest of my day is understanding the industry and and what you know what we're doing at gtm to kind of figure out where's that perfect marriage right um does it make sense to do something that's that's leading up to a trade show that we have coming up, or maybe it's a major industry trade show that's coming up that I know some people want to get some, some, some cloud cover about their, you know, announcements or products or drive people to their booth or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. So you're trying to kind of always, you know, kind of keep an eye on both aspects of it and kind of figure out where the perfect middle ground is. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's cool. So you're like just constantly assimilating lots of different information to, to try to position it with your clients, with yourself to, to really, um, yeah. you know, be successful. See, it's funny. We talk about like, it's like, oh, this is such a different world than traditional selling. But I, I feel like if, if the quote traditional sales roles spent more time doing what you're talking about, you know, how much better conversations would they have um, if they were focused on on really trying to assimilate that information, you know, from both yeah. sides, customer, yeah. internal, you know, it's it's fascinating. So what are some of the tricks that, because you're dealing with a, a, a fairly large amount of information, at, you know, on 
it, from the industry, from what you guys are doing, because um, you know GTM has a lot going on, um, and then what the what the client. So how do you? This is kind of like CRM, but on a whole nother level, right? So how are you managing that information um, and and actioning against it? Yeah, so I definitely spent a lot of time on LinkedIn um, and kind of seeing what what folks LinkedIn and Twitter for that matter, and and kind of seeing what people are um, posting. People are what people are talking about. Um, having a lot of conversations internally with our with our experts as well. I mean, that's one of the cool things about you know what we have here at GTM is we we have an entire research uh, arm of the company uh, that all they do is you know spend time kind of understanding what's going on in the industry trends, you know, all of that. And so the more time you spend talking to them. Um, and then, you know, therefore also reading some of our news and information and things that we have coming out, the more you kind of, you know, can, can kind of put together those, those marriages between what they're doing and what the customers are doing. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, um, I mean, in terms of like a a strict process, I don't really have one to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, I, kind of always learning, uh, constantly learning, constantly trying to put pieces together. And I'll, I'll say this. So you mentioned uh, that if other salespeople kind of spent their day doing that, uh, you know, how more, how much more successful they would be. So a real world experience that I just had last week, uh, my wife and I are buying a new house. And uh, Chris, as we talked about just a, just a little bit ago, we also own a condo up in the mountains. And yep. so, I was talking to a mortgage company and within the first three minutes of me having this conversation with this mortgage company about uh, purchasing a house uh, here, here in the Denver metro area, this person's telling me that their mortgage company specializes in what they call cond hotels, which is basically like an investment property where most mortgage companies don't, you know, they, they don't touch those for whatever reason. I don't really know why. Um, okay. But this lady sitting there like, yeah, yeah, well, we, we, we specialize in condo hotels. And I'm like, uh, I was just thinking about starting to look at refinancing my loan up there and kind of pairing that with my, with my loan down here. Right. And so, uh, sorry for the tangent here, but it, uh, no, I, I, I was, I was shocked at like, I'm like, is this lady reading my mind or did she know that sure. I had a condo up in the mountains that was a condo hotel? And it, anyway, so it was just, it, 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 it made me think when you were saying that, that, that it's almost like that lady did do her homework before the call. Sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Or, or statistically, like there's probably a lot of people in Denver Metro that, you know, go up the hill every weekend. Yeah. Right. It, that's that's cool. So did you get the loan? Could be pure co- coincidence, but you never know. <laughs> well, it's an order market, right? That yeah. counts. Yeah. Sweet. So did you get the new house? Like what's supposed to yeah. be there? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're 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 building a new building a new house. So we signed the awesome. contract. Uh, yeah, yeah. They actually started digging uh, on Friday. So. Um, oh wow! That's awesome. Congrats. That's yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. More debt. Thanks, guys. More debt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> America. Go get them. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap money. Yeah. Nice. So, so talk to us, like, um, do you have any more sort of anecdotes about, you know, your, your job and so, sort of like how you're really bringing this, this 
information, the data, and kind of assimilating it into your process, into building relationships. I'm, I'm super fascinated to understand because I think it could have a huge value to, you know, the people listening. Um, as far as like, you know, you have to do it where other people, it's kind of like a nice to have, right? Like, yeah, I did some research. That was nice. You're like, I have to do it because that's how, you know, that's kind of the nature of the business. So what, do you have any anecdotes you can share with us that, that might be uh, powerful? Um, not, nothing in particular. I, I, you know, I think one of the things that, that I think is, is super important about the utility space to, to think about, and this might not, you know, completely answer your question here, but, sure. um, you know, the utilities, if you think about it from a, from a, you know, kind of in the U S perspective, for example, is, you know, they're not necessarily competitive entities, right? So, so Logan, you're in Massachusetts, so you probably have like Eversource or, or national grid as your you utility. Yeah. They're not, uh, they're not competing with XL energy out here in Colorado for customers. So, you know, it's really interesting to kind of understand that dynamic and knowing that, um, with that, they, th- those utilities want to kind of, you know, learn from each other and or share stories um, or, um, you know, just, just kind of, it, it's, it's generally a very tight knit community, right? So, because they're not, you know, they're willing to get onto a webinar and talk about, you know, how they're doing pricing or what kind of computer systems they're using or what, you know, whatever, um, because they know they're not, you know, y- you wouldn't expect State Farm and or Allstate oh, to yeah. do that, right? because they're competing for customers at the end of the day. Um, so I think one of the things that I've always found is, is really interesting is to, to, to make sure that in my role, uh, I understand kind of where, you know, what, what are some interesting things that those utilities are doing? And then ultimately like what, you know, vendors as we call them, or like, you know, solution providers, what are they doing as well? That's kind of aligned with that interesting project. So I might read something that, you know, Eversource is doing some some really fascinating project, and I'll spend some time digging into who was the you know who was the system integrator for that, who was the consulting firm that helped put put all that together, who was the uh, the computer software company that, that kind of helped build that, who's the hmm. um, you know the contractor that built out that that solar project or the whatever it is, right and. You know, so, so if you start putting things together and kind of piecing A with B with C together, you can go to some of those those companies and say, hey, Eversource is promoting this. Why don't we talk about it on a webinar or why don't we hmm. talk about it in an article or what? Do, you know, so you're you're kind of in a roundabout way. You're kind of piecing the story together already for them in some yeah. in some cases. And, and so, isn't, isn't, a lot, isn't a lot of that. Uh, information like publicly available yeah. too through the bidding process and everything. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Most of it's public record. Um, I don't dive into public records, um, to be honest with you, but, yeah. um, but it's there. Yeah. But, but it's there. And a lot of times like our, you know, here at GTM, a lot of our editors are doing that, you know, they're hearing hmm. about different things and um, keep their ear to the ground on what's being built and everything. Exactly. Exactly. And so wow. a lot of times they know, or I see an article on our website that, you know, somebody, one of our team wrote about, and, uh, well, you know, kind of, kind of take that to the next level. That's, that's so great. cool. So are you, so when you go to the software company, let's go on a webinar, is that something that the software company is then using as a, you know, an advertisement Yeah, yeah. for themselves definitely. or, or yeah. okay, cool. So, 
Interesting. So that's your, that's kind of like a prospecting play is like really understanding what's going on in the space um, and, and really having conversations on, you know, on the, based on what that company has already done or just did. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go to them and say, Hey, you know, I know you just did this project with Eversource. Um, you know, it's public. So let's talk about it. And, um, you know, in some, in some cases you'll throw out a carrot saying, Hey, you know, I think, I think we could get Eversource to speak on this too. Your customer speaking on a webinar with, with you. And that's, you know, obviously we, that's, that's, a, that's the best yeah. case scenario for everybody. Right. Right. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that is still, that that's like, that's like amazingly relevant because you're like, I don't go into public record. There's so many different websites with so much information about just about every company on the planet, you know, that, that, right. you know, doing a little bit of digging, you can get there. So, so this is, this is fantastic. Um, so talk to us a little bit about like the, the evolution. I know we mentioned it, you know, so it, it's like oil and gas is kind of, you know, falling by the wayside again. It's still a big deal, but you know, then there's all these renewables that are coming into play and all that. So like, how do kind of these like buzz trends, which I know we see on the the front side, you know, like wind farms in, in, you know, Cape Cod and that, you know, that's an mm -hmm. issue or, yep. or this and that. How, how are the, how does the kind of evolution of the industry um, affect what you're doing and, and kind of what your clients are doing, like boots on the ground, right? Like in the, you know, the actual industry. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I think everybody is now, you know, kind of walking on eggshells a little bit in terms of mm -hmm. what they're, um, you know, what they're willing to, to talk about publicly. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a, it's a, you know, everybody wants to talk about, you know, it, it, the reason I say that is that, you know, you, you start to hear people, uh, you know, talking about my industry, right? The energy industry all across main street, if you will. So yep. you hear about it in presidential debates, you hear it about it in the news, you hear about, you know, friends asking questions about it, those kinds of things. So it's a very top of mind issue um, that, that people are starting to really, um, you know, kind of think about, talk, talk about very, very regularly. I think the, you know, the other thing to think about too is, you know, climate change is a very real issue. It's a very big threat to the, to the world. Right. Sure. And mm -hmm. so, from my perspective, you know, on a personal level, I find it fascinating that I can play a very small part in that, right? And the, the mm -hmm. reason I say that is GTM has some of the leading voices in the entire industry as yeah. as it pertains to how the energy industry is combating climate change. And sure, so it's yeah. fun that, to, to think about that, you know, again, in a very, very small way by the, by, you know, keeping the lights on here, um, if you will, <laughs> the financial, yeah. financial yeah. bottom line, uh, strong and healthy, we, we, we can do that. We can kind of help move that needle a little bit. So, um, so yeah, the industry's evolving, the industry's changing. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's things happening everywhere, but I think that that climate change discussion to me is kind of one of the most, uh, fascinating parts on a, on a personal level. Uh, if you will, yeah, but um, yeah, that's cool. It's kind of the butterfly effect, right? Like if you have the voice to influence how people make purchasing decisions and you guide them towards the technologies that are best for environment, that's um, it's kind of a neat place to sit on the, um, 
don't know, on the the influence scale, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily – when I took the job about a year ago, I didn't necessarily think of that. And then, like, you know, about six months in, I was like, wait a minute. This is kind of cool. Like, I'm actually yeah. – you know, maybe, yeah. maybe it's not just – you know, working for a paycheck or working for commissions and things right. like that. It's, it's, you know, maybe we're working towards a, a greater good here. Um, which yeah. I think is kind of fun. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, at the end of the day, the energy space is, is, is changing a lot. It's becoming a lot more mainstream. People are starting to really take notice of what's going on. Um, there's a whole mantra of um, utilities are now, looking at their customers instead of just mm-hmm. the, the term rate payer, you know, they just get a right. bill every month and they just pay it and you sure. flip on the light and the light goes on, you turn on your laptop, the laptop boots up. Instead of looking at that, they're looking at them as, as actual people and actual customers. Yeah. And, and they're, they're starting to think about like, that's, what can we do? That's, that's, that's better serving them. Right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting because like for your customers, they need to be thinking about their, install base if you will or customer base as an install base like the SaaS model right and they've been doing this long before SaaS you know software was out there um but the key is to retain customers right and so to think of it as just a what you call it a rate um yeah rate rate payer a rate payer you know it's a lot more than that and especially in this world where all the well i don't know customer service in general has just taken a front seat at where where it wasn't so much before it's interesting to hear that this industry that you're in uh, or, or servicing is is taking the same approach as well. Because um, I have a friend that has a, a oil company, and I've been trying to just like get him very uh, in the mindset to think about you know the SaaS model and all right, what's your customer retention? What does it cost to 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 get a customer and all that yeah. stuff? And and he didn't have any analysis because he, he had purchased the company. I'm like, these people aren't thinking about this. This is incredible. It's super valuable knowledge and it's way more than just, you know, an invoice and a truck, right? Um, You know, in that industry. Um, So that's interesting to hear. That's cool. Well, and I think the other thing too is the way that you, you know, if you think about the the evolution of the energy space and the utility space is, you know, right now it's a monopoly. I can't go and switch and get my electricity from Eversource to use that example. You know, my my current current utility is Excel. I can't switch and go to Eversource. I mean, some places can in Texas and etc. But I, I can't make that move. But it's not it's not hard to believe that in the not so distant future, people can't make that decision and say, look, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Tesla. I'm going to buy the, the 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 roof that they have, mm. where they, you know, it turns mm-hmm. into a solar roof. I'm going to put a power wall in my garage. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to charge my car and, and power my house from solar and a battery. And I don't even need a utility anymore. Um, and yeah. so, you know, I think as, as utilities are starting to think about that, that they could lose customers to that kind of a thing. Yeah. That kind of a setup, uh, they're starting to say, Hey, maybe we need to do better about, um, yeah. you know, managing our customers. Yeah, yeah. So. So, so maybe that was, maybe that was the answer, but uh, I'll ask the question anyways, what do you think B2B salespeople can learn from your experiences in the, in the energy, in the energy space? Hmm. Um, I think a lot of it is just, you know, for one, you know, be passionate about your space, right? Um, You know, find the, you know, maybe, maybe you don't really care that much about 
you know, solar and energy and utilities and whatever, but, yeah. uh, you'll find a, a way to be passionate about it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And authentic, and, right. And authentic. Like, we're always saying that here. Yeah. Authenticity is key. Authentic- at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. our mantra. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, being that I've been in the space 10 years now, uh, you know, I kind of find that it's, 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 it's my little niche. I, I really enjoy, uh, you know, the people in it, the, the conversations that we have and all that. Um, and then again, you know, as I talked a little bit about was, you know, kind of be that expert in on yeah, both sides yeah. of things, right? Like uh-huh. know your industry, but then also know, know what makes your, your customers tick, right? Cause at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know, if they're coming to you purchasing something, they're putting their they're putting their necks on the line in some cases, right? They, they, they made a case internally to get that budget to work with you. So, yeah. you know, make sure that you're, you're working with them and, and, and kind of putting together the right programs that make sense for them. So nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Well, so uh, we're rounding up towards the end here. So, so tell me what do the next 12 months look like for Eric? Oh man, I'm just hoping they're uh, <laughs> a little less hectic and, uh, less of a whirlwind than the last 12 months have been. So, um, yeah. you know, between like we talked about a uh, new house coming, uh, yep. I'm not looking yep. forward to moving by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, new job, getting up to speed, all that. It's been, it's been an absolute whirlwind. So I'm hoping to, nice. uh, you know, maybe have some time to, to breathe a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think from a, from a, on a, on a serious note, like, Honestly, I'd really like to spend some more time kind of working to develop my team a little bit more. Uh, yeah, cool. We have two fantastic uh, guys that are on my team. And um, yeah, I'd like to be able to say that I have a little bit more time to spend, you know, kind of getting them getting them going. Yeah. And not that they're not going right now, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utilizing to, the rock star talent you have. Exactly, exactly. I really yeah. think in the next 12 months we could we – could, uh, yeah, we could do some pretty incredible things. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, like I awesome. said, kind of taking a step back and getting a deep breath in and, uh, and, and rocking and rolling. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, thanks for the invite. And, uh, yeah, hope to do it again soon. You got it, man. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Intent Topics, everyone. I'm Chris Battis. And I'm Logan Kelly. Please give us a follow and a five-star review on Apple Podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care.